Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Mark Podolsky. Mark, let's uh, let's start by giving everyone a bit of an intro to yourself, who you are, how you, how you got into this, and then we'll, uh, we'll jump into this. Glenn Sutherland, thank you so much for having me. So if we no rewind the tape to 2000, I was a miserable, micromanaged, 45-minute commute to work and back investment banker, specializing in mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. And Glenn, it got so bad for me. I wouldn't get the Friday blues anticipating, I wouldn't get the Sunday blues anticipating having to be back at work on Monday. I'd get the Friday blues anticipating the, the weekend going by really fast and having to be back at work on Monday. So my firm hires this guy. He's telling me that as a side hustle, he's buying up raw land, pennies on the dollar. He's flipping them online and he's making a 300% return on his investment. Well, I'm looking at companies all day long. And a great yeah. company, great, has 15% EBITDA margins or free cash flow. Average company is 10%. And I'm looking at companies all day long, less than 10%. So I don't believe him. <laughs> so I go to New Mexico with them. I do exactly what he says to do. And I've got three grand saved up for car repairs. I buy 10 half acre parcels, an average price of $300 each. I flip them online. They all sell for an average price of $1,200 each, 300%. It worked. So I took all that money and went to another auction in Arizona, which is where I live. And again, this is 2000. And yeah. there's no one in the room. And I'm buying up lots of acres for like nothing. And over about six months, I sold all that property and I made over $90,000 cash. So Glenn, I go to my wife. I said, honey, I'm going to quit my job and become a full-time land investor. And she's pregnant. She's like, absolutely not. I said, okay, okay, okay. So it took me about 18 months for the land investing income to exceed the investment banking income. And then I quit. I've been doing it full time ever since. I've done over 6,000 transactions to date. And I absolutely love it. That's awesome. There is so many words to go with that. So um, you, you mentioned you're getting these pieces of land from the auctions. Is that still how you do it today? No, no, that's not how I do today. In fact, if you want, I can walk you exactly through what I do today. I think people would love that. Okay, so Glenn, where do you live? Uh, I live in Cambridge. Oh, no, I moved. I live in Wellesley, Ontario, Canada. Okay, so you're in Canada, and I yeah. would assume that you bought 10 acres of raw land in Texas in the United States. Okay. Okay, but you owe $200 in back taxes on that 10 acre parcel. So essentially you're advertising two really important things to me. Number one, you have no emotional attachment to that raw land. You're in Canada, properties in Texas. And number two, you're distressed financially in some weird way. Because we don't pay for things, we don't value them the same way. And you've paid your property taxes. Yeah. As a result, the county treasurer keeps sending you notices saying, Glenn, if you don't pay these taxes, you're gonna lose this property to a tax lien or a tax deed investor. So all I'm going to do is look at the comparable sales on your property for the last 12 to 18 months. I'm going to take the lowest comparable sale. I'm going to divide by four. That's going to get me what Warren Buffett would call a 300% margin of safety. And then I'm going to send you an actual offer on your land. 
So let's just use easy numbers. Let's say the lowest comp is 10 grand. I'm going to send you an actual offer of $2,500 on your 10 acre parcel. Now you accept it because for you, $2,500 yep. is better than nothing, right? Yep. Now in reality, three to 5% of people accept my quote unquote top dollar offer. But now that you've accepted it, the next step is I have to go through due diligence or in-depth research. I have to confirm you still own the property. I have to confirm back taxes are only $200. I have to make sure there's been no breaks in the chain of title. There's no liens or encumbrances. Is there legal access, ingress, egress? What can I do on the property? What are the restrictions? So I have this whole long checklist. I outsource this to, this, to my team in the Philippines. I pay about $11 for due diligence. Now, if I was going to invest more than $5,000, I would just close through a American title company traditionally. Yeah, but okay. this is $2,500. I'll take a little bit of risk. And in the meantime, my team is getting the GIS map, the plat maps, the aerial maps, satellite maps, everything that buyers are going to want to know as well for me. So I'm creating yeah. my marketing package as I'm doing my due diligence. Now that everything checks out, I'm going to send you a check for $2,500. And I'm going to sell this property 30 days or less now that I own it. And I'm going to make a cash flow like a rental home. So Glenn, wait, I, wait, you're saying you're not sending the check to them though, right? You're still using, no, no, I'm sending, no you're, I'm sending you the check because you're the owner. Now okay. I, I own it. Okay. So right. You've deeded the property to me. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm going to sell it in 30 days or less. Glenn, I have a built in best buyer. Do you know who it is? Uh, I don't, I'm going to guess a developer. I, I don't know where, no, I guess you're not necessarily there. Oh, surprise me. Tell me. <laughs> the neighbors, the neighbors. Oh, so I'm going to send out neighbor letters saying, hey, here's your opportunity, protect your privacy, protect your views, know your neighbor. So oftentimes the neighbors will buy it. Now, if the neighbors pass, I'll go to my buyer's list. My buyer's list passes, I go to a little website you may have never heard of. It's called Craigslist, 10th most trafficked <laughs> website in the United States. Yeah. I'll go, to, I'll go to one I'm pretty sure you've heard of. It's called Meta yeah. or Facebook, buy, sell yeah. uh, groups, the marketplace. And then I'll go to the lands landmoto.com, landandfarm.com, landsofamerica.com, landflip.com, landhub.com, landcentury.com. These are all these platforms where people buy and sell raw land every day. But the way that I'm going to sell it is I'm going to make it irresistible. So all I'm going to ask from my buyer is a $2,500 down payment. And you can control this 10-acre parcel of land. And then I'll just make it a car payment. Let's say $3.99 a month, 9% interest over the next 84 months. So it's a one-time sale. I'm going to get my money out on the down payment. I could go six to 10 months out. I'll make it a car payment, say $3.99 a month, 9% interest in the next 84 months. So I don't have to deal with any renters, rehabs, renovations, or rodents. And Glenn, because I'm not dealing with the tenant, I'm exempt from Dodd-Frank, RESPA, and the SAFE Act, all this onerous real estate legislation. And so the game that we play is can we create enough of these land notes where our passive income exceeds our fixed expenses. And now we're working because we want to, not because we have to. Interesting. Yeah. But it it's, is still going to be active. You're still going to need to continue to find more properties because you just said uh, 84 month note, right? So you, you just, every 84 months, you got to find something to replace this. Well, it's just, it's just not a short period of time. <laughs> I mean, technically speaking, nothing is really passive, right? So even if you inherited a billion dollars, you would still have to actively invest that money. So yeah, you're right. I mean, <laughs> it is a business, but now we automate 90% of the business 
with software and expensive virtual assistants and software on the back end. So I personally work about 30 minutes a week in my uh, land investing business, Frontier Properties. Okay. And so people who want to do this, they're, uh, I guess the way you're buying this is you're still buying it very cheaply, but you are going to need to work in cash, right? You're not going to be able to do financing on raw land, correct? You can do owner financing. So let's say that Glenn, it was a big deal. Let's say you said, hey, my property's worth $100,000. Well, I only have $10,000. And I say, look, Glenn, no bank is going to finance me. You're going to have to finance me if you want to close this deal. You say, look, I want to close the deal. I'll let you borrow $90,000. So a lot of that can happen as well. That's smart. There's also funding. Um, there's also funding channels. You know, you know. There's people in our community that will fund you. Um, there's so much money out there, Glenn. It's it's a joke. What's hard to find is a property twenty five thirty cents a dollar. That's that's really the value. Yeah, yeah. So just to find the actual deal, which is usually even my uh, doing actual houses. That's the hardest part of the business is finding the deals. Uh, if you find amazing deals, you can find people that are interested to work with you, right? Um, exactly. You went on a rampage there of answering questions as I wrote them down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I was like, how do you make this into passive income? You answered that. How to buy these? How to sell these? Uh, no money, mortgage. Uh, how do you, um, I have buy list. Don't even know what that means anymore. Uh, due diligence you covered. Auctions you covered. Um, one, one thing I have left on here is uh, where. So are you still uh, buying them in Mexico? Is it going to be the U.S.? Or what, where are you going? It's... When I started investing in the U.S., I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. It's only going to be the United States because yep. that's where I really trust the laws. Yeah, um, Canada is great. There's a lot of inexpensive raw land in Canada, but you have too much too much friction in the closing process. It gets too expensive and it kills our margins. Right. So basically, I mean, Glenn, let's just be honest, right? Yeah. Nobody wakes up to them and thinks to themselves, "Boy, I'd like some raw land in Iowa today," unless you live in Iowa. Right. So we're focusing on the sunshine states: California, New Mexico. Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, Texas, Oregon, Washington, a little bit in the Northwest, and then Florida as well. Now we'll do some deals also in the Midwest as well. It's really pretty out there, but that's really our focus is going to be, and that's going to be our biggest buyer pool as well. Awesome. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense because that's also the the sexy spots, uh, the people with, <laughs> and uh, uh, when I hear talk to land guys, they always have, uh, you know, some people who are the buyers are interested in their like, bunker down places as if this COVID takes over. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and if you're going to bunker down, you're not going to pick Alaska, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Awesome. So, um, so people who are trying to figure these markets out, um, are you, would you suggest to start somewhere in a certain market, start in your backyard? Does that matter at all? Yeah, I wouldn't start in your backyard. I'd start where there's a market, right? So let's imagine we're going fishing together. Okay. And we see on one end of the bank, like there's like 10 boats out there and they're catching fish left and right. 
And then there's two lonely little boats on the other side of the lake and they're not catching anything. So you and I might think, well, there's less competition by those other two boats. Let's go out there. Well, I'm going to think, well, where are they catching fish? So I'm going to go where the, all the boats are, where they're catching fish. So I want to go where there's a market. So I'm going to go on a platform like landmoto.com and see where are people buying the most property. And then I'm going to go there. For you, does it ever make sense to keep the properties? Do you ever keep yeah, them? Yeah, absolutely. So if it's in the path of growth, they'll go into my family trust with instructions. Hey, kids, do not sell this property until a developer offers you a seven-figure offer. You, bringing up trust, you just brought me down the entity path. Do you, um, when you're holding these properties and basically seller financing them or lending or lease, uh, basically seller financing them back to these next buyers, do you, what, do you, what kind of entity do you hold these things in? I, I just hold these in my one LLC. Okay. So now once you get a lot of volume, you know, if you really wanted to mitigate risk, you could certainly create different LLCs. Yep. If you really want to mitigate risk, you would do a land trust for each property, which is just two extra pages. Then no one knows who owns the property. And then it kind of go from there. So it just depends on you. I mean, I've been doing this now 22 years. Um, you know, it's not, a, you know, usually in real estate, it's like not a matter of uh, if you'll be sued, it's a matter of when. Yeah. In our niche, someone's not happy, you just, you just refund them. You don't fight. Yeah. And then, like we're you're talking about being sued and stuff. Uh, do you ever get insurance for even just liability if someone trips on these properties or anything? No, I mean the liability is my LLC, and then you know basically what we'll do is we'll do an umbrella policy when I when in my homeowners insurance, which will cover more if someone wants to try to to sue me uh, personally. And like, I know with all these things, there's always like the easier path in the path you can just make it work and push your way through it. Would you find like a certain kind of property easier to find the numbers you're looking for? Like for instance, like one of those lots in like a, a C neighborhood versus a country acre versus uh, different types of things. Is there one that it, the path of least resistance that works easier? <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a great question. Uh, and the truth of the matter is there's a pig for every barn. I've never mm -hmm. been stuck with a piece of raw land. If you price it right, they all sell. I mean, really in our niche, it's buying at 25, 30 cents on the dollar. And then if you want it to sell faster, you, you flip it, you make 100% return on your money um, and you wholesale it out. If you wanted to go for the slower dime, my average ROI is 300 to 1,000%. Okay. Do you... Um require access to these properties because what if it's in like say colorado on the mountain and there's no way to get to it is that is that still something you would touch i might <laughs> touch it if if i could make an argument for for it if there's some use for it right okay. now if you can't get there at all there's literally no access you can't get access you can't blade roads in you can't cut then no that's a pass but if there's a way to solve the issue, absolutely, I buy it. Yeah, it's also if you have so many issues, it might be pretty cheap. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be cheap anyways, right? <laughs> so that's going to be even cheaper. Okay. Um, what didn't I ask you about land stuff? Um, usually, I have to ask all these questions, but you, I, I love this approach where you just 
you're just a sharer. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm a sharer. I, th I think, you know, if I'm listening, right, and I'm a skeptical person, I'm saying, well, if this is so great, why is Mark telling everybody? What, why, why is he creating his own competition? Which is actually, when I started teaching, exactly what my wife asked me. So, <laughs> you know, the, the reason that uh, I teach this is number one, you know, buying and selling raw land for as long as I've been doing it, it's really gratifying for myself and my family. But nobody's ever called me up and said, Mark, you've changed my life with this raw land investment. But when we teach people how to get out of what I call social economic dependency, which means if they're personally not working, they're not making any money, they can retire their spouses, they can quit their jobs, they can do whatever they want to do, work when they want, where they want, with whom they want, have total freedom. That for me is, is a tremendous honor and tremendous privilege. But to be a realist about it, I put on my investment banking hat and said, well, how big is this market? And it turns out there are billions of acres of land available in the United States. And this is the most unsexy niche ever. So you're not going to go on HGTV or the DIY network and see flip this land. The before picture is raw land. The after picture is raw land. If you go to a real estate investment association meeting, 100 people in the room, 99 of them will be landlords, house flippers, wholesalers. You and I will be the only land guys because it's just boring. It's just not sexy. So it's a massive market. There could be a million people in this niche. You, me, a million other people. We're all going to run out of money before we run out of deal flow. You just made dawn on me, right? Because I was just... Uh thinking about team members to pull this off, you're probably, um, a lot of people who buy these are gonna want pictures to see this going. So do you get boots on the ground in every market? Is Google Maps good enough? Uh, what, what kind of level do you have to go to for a team of local people? So if it's, if it's a new property that I've never been to, then yeah. you know, our protocol is we're gonna put out about a $50 local Craigslist gig and we want a local to go out there with our property checklist and stomp on the property. I want them taking pictures, shooting video. I want to know what the roads are like. I want to know how far from the nearest services. I want to know what the neighbors are doing and, and get a whole you know, view of that raw land uh, for sure. And then what I want them to have them do is download an app called um, What Three Words? And that will actually coordinate by words their GPS coordinates, so I know where they are, so I know they're they're, you know, not lost, or they're not trying to, you know, pull one over on us for fifty bucks and take yeah. a bunch of pictures of raw land that's by know, their house, by the house, <laughs> yeah, exactly. by the next door neighbor's house, yeah. Um, yeah. we talk about all the good stuff. Um, what are some of the bad things about raw land? Do you have like a story of like a meat a lien that you missed finding on a property, and how do you deal with that? Or something yeah, like that. No, I mean, you know, there aren't long chains of title. It's not like housing. Yeah. Um, so we don't really have a lot of title issues. I would say that the biggest issue that we've seen with our, our new clients is fear. So what will happen is they'll buy a piece of property and then they'll stop marketing. They'll stop doing their mailings. And then they'll say, okay, I'm going to sell this property. Well, then they sell it. And what's happened is they've lost six weeks of momentum because once the mailings go out, it takes about six weeks to get your returns, your returned offers. And so I would say never stop mailing. Number two is make sure that you do have a good due diligence 
process and a good due diligence team. There's actually companies out there now like landvf4u.com. They'll do it for you. Yeah. And then what you also want to make sure is that you're not buying a super fun site. So if you're buying raw land in state, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, these are industrial areas, manufacturing is going on. You just have to go to epa.gov to make sure you're not buying a super fun site. But in, what's, what's a super fun site? Sorry. to. That's where a manufacturing company has polluted the land and they have to oh. do a chemical cleanup. And it can cost millions of dollars. So if you buy that land, it's all on you now. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good site to check out. Um, and then they do city violations because I have I bought rental properties and they they come sometimes get strapped on with county or city violations. And um, do you do you see that on the raw land as well? You can see that for sure. And when you're doing your due diligence, you want to make sure you're not buying a property owners association, or if you are, you understand the the realities of dealing with that. What the fees are, you want to make sure that if you're buying, let's say, in the Midwest. There's no city code violations as far as mowing is concerned. And in, you know, that's just all kind of uncovered in due diligence. Awesome. Awesome. I love this, Mark. Um, if uh, people wanted to take you up on your coaching or class, maybe tell us a bit about that. Is it a coaching or is it a class or what is it you, you have for offerings? Yeah. So basically, you know, we, we have a lot of stuff for free first. So okay. really what we want to do is help you make money first. So the first place you want to go is to a free course, uh, thelandgeek.com forward slash quick deals. And we're going to teach you how to double your money 30 days or less. And so we're going to take that whole process I walked you through, Glenn, and just simplify it. So you can avoid a lot of the front end piece. You can yep. buy it wholesale, sell it retail, double your money. If you want to go in deeper, we have a do-it-yourself course as well that's digital and physical. You can go into a group training class that we call flight school. That's taught by Scott Todd, who's done over 3000 deals now. Um, he's like the best in the world at this. And then you have one-on-one -on -one coaching as well uh, for those who really want to go deep into the process and make this like a business and, um, you know, get themselves out. Like a lot of people, when they start, they create another job for themselves. We yeah. really want to make it a business because at the end of the day, we can always make more money. We can't get more time. That's that's the that's the goal of everything. That everyone needs to know that. <laughs> that yeah. that is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you for coming on the show, Mark. I uh, I really appreciate your time. This was a great one. Thanks, Glenn. Appreciate it.